First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutters. Well, confirmation yesterday that the U.S. President Joe Biden has said to the U.S. Congress that he no longer wants to designate Uganda as a country that has duty-free access or no longer qualifies to have duty-free access to American markets under a go. And Uganda, as you know, has passed laws that criminalize gay and lesbian people. Here, the Center for Applied Legal Studies at Wits University says it wants to join the case in Uganda to actually strike down that new law. That new law. Basitsana Kwetsiwe is the Gender Justice Attorney at the Center for Applied Legal, Study, Applied Legal Studies. Basitsana, good morning. Thanks for your time. Uh, good morning, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. What role do you want to play in this in Uganda? Uh, more of a supportive role, really, uh, Stephen. Uh, I think uh, from our perspective, you know, the law around um, public participation and meaningful public participation um, is quite uh, set out um, and quite trite. And so we just want to play a supporting role um, in bolstering some of the arguments that the petitioners in the main case are already making. We have a constitution that guarantees equality. So this law could never be passed here, right? You'd have to change the constitution. What's the case in Uganda? And unfortunately, Basatsana, they don't have our constitution. No, they don't have our constitution, but they do have a constitution that certainly lends itself, uh, which is also very open to other constitutional um, guarantees, just like our constitution does, which is why we believe that, um, you know, the petitioners and ourselves are making quite a solid argument uh, using Ugandan constitution as well to illustrate that actually the constitution already has these um, clauses that allow for meaningful public participation. um, And it's just about how we unearth those those arguments um, to just illustrate to the court that even the constitution itself, the Ugandan constitution, speak to these, speaks to these rights. Um, so it's interesting then, because, I mean, if you base something on the constitution, it should be a relatively easy case to win, you would hope. That does depend on how the judges themselves there interpret it. 100%. It, it is down to uh, interpretation, Stephen, uh, and this is quite a sensitive case. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Um I haven't seen condemnation of Uganda's law from our government. I remember speaking to our international relations minister, Dr. Naledi Pando, and she made the point that we like to hope that our values are universal. Um, Is there a legal duty actually on our government to condemn this kind of law in Uganda? I think it's quite tricky for a government to sort of condemn what another country does. On the other hand, and I think we should say this, human rights are human rights. 100%, 100%, but Stephen, you know, that takes us into the political realm and really what we want to do is stay out of that and really just focus and hone in on the fact that the Ugandan constitution does allow for international um, and regional actors to make applications uh, to be amicus. So whether or not that uh, application is going to be successful is down to the court. However, the constitution definitely allows uh, for regional um, and international actors to make applications of this nature. I worry a little that your application may backfire. And I don't mean legally. Uh, I wouldn't know. I'm not an expert on Ugandan law. But um, many Ugandan leaders there, I think including the present Yoweri Museveni, have made all sorts of claims about outside influence, that it's, you know, foreign people who are trying to impose uh, their values on Uganda. And by foreign people, he's talking about, uh, you know, people who are trying to impose what he sees as a foreign value, which for us is the tolerance for gay and lesbian people, right? Um, or simply equal rights. Are you not worried that this may backfire in that way? This will now be seen, you're coming from another country, will now be seen as that outside influence that he claims Uganda is a victim of. 
Well, Stephen, you'll see even in our papers, which we attach to the statement, that we were very careful about the kinds of arguments that we're making. So even with the illustrations and cases that we refer to, those are really cases from the global south. Uh, and we made sure not to, you know, uh, bring in examples that are more international in nature. And so we're hoping that the fact that we're grounding our arguments in African cases, in, re in regional and global south issues, illustrations and cases um, that this will allow us through. But of course, there's always that risk, uh, which is why it was very important for us at CALS to make sure that we are connected with other um, grassroots organizations in Uganda who have also sort of ass assisted us and supported our application. Basit Sanat Kutsiwe, thank you. Gender Justice Attorney at the Center for Applied Legal Studies.